Who are you going to serve in the middle of where he's trying to take you into? Somebody say this day. This day you got to serve somebody. That's my message. You got to serve you got to serve somebody. You, you're going to serve somebody. You're, you're either going to be on one side or the other side. You're either going to serve uh, the Lord or you're going to serve the enemies. Of, there is enemies of the Lord. There is an enemy. There is a God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. But I want you to understand that on the other side there is evil. There, you're going to serve flesh or you're going to serve spirit. You're going to serve somebody. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Heavenly Father, I give you the glory and thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence. God, we could truly almost every service day go home after offering. It's so good. But Lord, I pray right now that as we release this truth to your people, that we would understand it the severity of it, God, that we would know that not only is it a blessing to make this decision, but it is our responsibility to walk out the decision that we've made. And Lord, we give you glory and praise for the opportunity to be in your house with your family with your people in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. This, this uh, particular verse is something that I have preached from this passage before, but this is brand new. This, this revelation, what God has downloaded. I, I begin to look back at this verse and it's again, it's interesting the day that he decided to release this kind of declaration um, is on the days of this sun, this family Sunday, number one, number two, child dedication, and then all of the things that have correlated and lined up. You're going to hear even some of the same scripture verses that have already been released. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is saying something. The Holy Spirit is saying, I guarantee you, in every house all across America, I promise you, the Spirit is saying the same thing. He's saying the same thing. And that thing that he is saying is, you're going to serve somebody. You're going to, you're going to whether it be something, you're going to serve something. You're going to serve somebody. Because we have in us a desire to worship somebody. And we see here that this, the scripture verse is in Joshua. First, he says in the verse before, he tells us, he gives us direction. How many knows that leaders give good direction? Like true leaders from God, when, when, it, when, it, when something begins to flow out of their mouth, it's not because they're good, but it's because they're obedient. The Spirit of God begins to give direction, begins to give good direction. Because how many knows that everything God releases is good? And we see here that Joshua is given good direction before he asked the question. He said, number one, you must fear the Lord. What does that mean? That means that we must serve him sincerely. 
We must serve him with everything that is within us. We must serve him, yes, uh, wait on the Lord, absolutely. But when he comes or when he speaks, you better move without hesitation. I, I got to serve him sincerely. I have to serve the one uh, who came to serve. I must serve him sincerely for all that he did did and has done in my life. Proverbs 9 and 10 tells us this, that the beginning of wisdom is to what? Fear the Lord. So you're either going to be on the side of fearing the creator God who created you, who created your path, who created your plan, or you're going to be on the other side of fearing man. And over here, you're always going to be under the spout of understanding, but on this side, you will live your life confused and chaotic. But it's, it is a decision that God is declaring even through Joshua even now. How many knows that Joshua is speaking loud and clear just as he is here. He's speak, speaking it loud and clear to you and I today. He's saying fear the Lord and serve him sincerely. This is the beginning of wisdom. We declared wisdom over our children. The beginning, the way to train them is to show them the patterns of fearing the one who made them. These people had seen God move and, and, and we see here that we have to serve somebody. I want you to turn around and preach with me just a little bit. Turn around and tell somebody you've got to serve somebody. You, you got to serve somebody. You got, one song said it may be the devil or it might be the Lord. But you got it. This was a secular song. But I'm telling you it was some gospel truth. You got to serve somebody. You may have high positions, low positions. But whatever position you're in, you got to serve somebody. It is in us to worship something. It is in us to worship someone. And we see that the, we're either going to serve flesh or we're going to serve the spirit. We're either going to live in darkness and serve darkness or we're going to serve the one who releases the light. We're either going to live our life in the spirit of death and sin or we're going to live in the one who has given us life but not only life and abundance of that living. We are on one side of the other and the answer that we choose whatever side that we choose. I want you to understand that it has temporal uh, consideration, but it also has eternal consequences. It has, uh, 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 24 tells us that this is the covenant in Shechem. There's a covenant that's being made. There's a gathering. Joshua is on his last leg. He, he, he has a farewell message. He has to get this out before the end of his journey. He has to tell the people, uh, I, I, I choose this, but I, I'm opening up the invitation. Which side are you going to live on? He says Joshua is giving that speech and he, in verse 11 and 13, Joshua begins to speak and remind the assembly as we do uh, many days when we come, overflows. Uh, we are always in constant uh, release of reminders of, of the goodness of God. How many knows that God is good? And sometimes we need to understand where we came from in order to get to where we're going. And, and so he would always uh, remind the people 
people and he would bring them into this assembly and this he would remind them of the ancient history of Israel all the way back to Abraham to to their current history so he went all the way back to Abraham but then he also remind them of current history of all that God had done among them in their lifetime this was somebody shout godly history Godly history is okay. It's okay to look back at all that God has done and give him glory and give him praise because if you'll look back at what God has done, it will be the momentum that moves you into where God is taking you and getting you to go. We have to see here that he is a reminding the people of the goodness of God. God took Abraham from the region beyond the Euphrates River, led him throughout the land of Canaan. The Bible says they were multiplied and his descendants were multiplied just as God had declared it. Because when God says something, it may not be in your time frame, but he will always accomplish his declaration. Whatever he has spoken over your life, it may not spread out or increase when you think it should happen. But how many knows in God's time it will take place? And we see this happening that Abraham is, is, is in, there's an increase. The Euphrates River led him through the land of Canaan, multiplied his descendants to their conquest. They're moving into the promise of God, the promised land that we read about that's already been talked about this morning. The, lot, the, the, the Lord gave the land, he gave Israel the land for which they did not labor. I want you to hear something right now. He gave them lands that they didn't labor for. Oh, come on, somebody. He gave them lands that they didn't labor before. Why? Because God is going to get the glory uh, uh, in your next season. Come on, somebody. You've been working in faith, but I want you to understand that where God is taking you, you're not going to have to work for it because God has already provided it. He, they didn't have to labor for the land because God had given it to them. Cities which they did not build. Provisions that they did not plant. But still they fluctuated between trusting the Lord and trusting in their own ability. Let me ask you a question right now. Is your God greater than the plans and the purposes that you have tried to work out in your own ability? Is the anointed one greater than the one with the ability? Because we have to understand, although God has given us gifts, he's given us hands to work with. He's given us things. He's blessed us with things. But sometimes we can get so caught up in the things that he has given us. Sometimes we can get caught up in the talents and the gifts. And we can miss the God of the call. And we can miss the God of the gift. And we can miss the God of the work. Because I promise you this, the same God that gave you the ability to work is the same God that gave you the breath to give him praise and you only have one opportunity you don't have the promise of the next second or the next minute or the next hour but you have this moment to open up your mouth and let every generation understand which sides you're on and let everybody understand which one you're trusting in is there anybody in the sound of this room and in the sound of my voice that you would say as for me as for my children as for my ministry as for everybody thing that is blessed me everything is to give him all the glory 
I give him glory. I give him praise because he is giving things that I did not even plan. That I did not even, he had a plan that I didn't even plan of or plan for. But still, after all they had seen, there was fluctuation. Isn't it amazing that God can show us future and we still fluctuate? We still get frustrated after we already know what he's promised us, what he's already guaranteed. Why and when did the guarantee of God, why is it not good enough when we already know what he's already guaranteed? Is his guarantee not good enough? Come on, somebody. Is his guarantee not good enough when it don't feel like it? Come on. Is his guarantee not good enough when you can't see it with your natural eyes? Is his guarantee not good? Which Who are you going to serve today? Which God are you going to serve? Because you will serve God. Or you will serve an idol. We see here in this scripture verse. These people saw the work of God. They saw and experienced the blessing. I just want to, with the lifting of hands, have you seen God work in your life? Have you seen the blessings of God on your life? See, the blessing of God had been done in and on a people. Great things had been promised to those that great things had happened to. Great things had already happened to them, but great things were still to be done for them. And we see here that there's just a reminder of the, of the goodness and, and, and they served the Lord. They served the Lord for a while with, with rejoicing and they served the Lord for a while with gladness. Uh, but, but I want you to understand that no matter what kind of season that you're living in, uh, uh, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually be no just when I'm having the good days just when my business is booming just when my marriage is going fancy and fine I come to tell you no when all hell is breaking loose in your life which God are you going to serve which side are you going I'm preaching better than anybody's responding come on somebody give God praise in this place and say let God arise in my life and let all of his enemies go to the other side which side are you on you're going to serve somebody you're going to serve somebody turn to your neighbor and tell them you're going to serve somebody slap somebody high five tell them you're going to serve somebody you're going to serve the god of god's inheritance you're going to serve the god of god's heritage or you're going to there's the copycat that likes to carve and copy everything and and we get so I, pastor amanda said it we get so caught up on worldly history that we forget the godly history in our life isn't it amazing that we celebrate man-made things but we don't celebrate the god that made the man that made the things and on the other side of the Euphrates, the gods of summer, su Summerine, summer, Summerian, that's right, Summerian, and Babylonian culture. The God, listen what this was, the gods of worldly heritage. 
It was the gods of worldly. Isn't it amazing that we get so caught up of our worldly heritage? We want to know where we came from. We want to know who our daddy was. We want to know who our mama was. We'll even go and get the blood work to see if we got any brothers or sisters out there because we want to know in this realm uh, uh, who we're, we're, we're related to or why we're the way that we are. Can I tell you, the devil is a liar. Don't get so caught up in this natural realm that you miss the adopted realm. Don't get so caught up in this realm that you can't look beyond your circumstance. Don't get so caught up in this realm that you can't look beyond your worldly heritage. Joshua 24, 5 and 7 on the other side. Somebody say the other side. There's three here that we can see. On the other side, there was the heritage gods. And then on the other side of the Red Sea were the gods of ancient Egypt. Watch this. The gods of upbringing. The gods of upbringing. Isn't it amazing? We get caught up in our upbringing. We get so caught up in our upbringing that we can't be moved by what we were brought up in. We get so settled on what we're comfortable with and familiar with. And I promise you, the spirit of familiarity breeds. Come on, help me somebody. I come to tell you, sometimes your upbringing is not going to bring you into everything that God has positioned you to walk into. Yeah, upbringing is good when, it's, when you're uh, operating by the truth and that truth is elevated in your life. And thank God for parents who have produced truth and seeds of truth and planted seeds of truth in the hearts of their children but there comes a day that I can't operate on mama's salvation. There comes a day that I will not be able to, to ride the coattail of daddy's salvation or daddy's miracle or daddy's testimony. There's going to be a day ladies and gentlemen and children and young people listen to me. It's good to be in the house of the Lord because your parents told you to come but it's another thing that when even when we have a sabbatical your children still want to go to church because it's not on daddy's salvation and it's not because they're, they're going am I going because my father went am I preaching because that's what my daddy did or am I preaching because God has called me into this thing that's called the good news of the Lord I'm here to tell you I can't preach because daddy preached I had to make the choice to cross over I had to make the choice to leave heritage I had to make the choice to leave my upbringing the good things the bad things sometimes you will never understand what God has before you unless you have the opportunity to turn loose from where you've come from heritage upbringing the gods are you going to serve the gods of heritage and upbringing and then this one the gods of the Amorites, the gods of the culture. You see, you talked about this. You talked about that, 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 that God, the gods of heritage, the Babylonian culture. And here we are because history will always repeat, 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 cycle, cycle. Cycles, cycles, cy Babylonian nature and culture. And that's what we're living in right now. We are bowing to culture rather than bowing to the God of the kingdom. 
We are, uh, I just want to ask you, there's always a greater than. What is your sign pointing to? What are you consuming? You know the greater than sign. It consumes whatever's greater. But I want you to understand, also the mouth that's open to respond in repentance to the voice that's calling. I want you to understand that there then becomes a responsibility to, to join sides and to join the sound and to join the voice of the one that you've joined over your children, over your families, over, come on somebody, over your region. What is greater in our lives is it the culture or is it the kingdom is it the culture shows us in joshua he says they crossed over uh there where the gods of the amorites the gods of the culture but here's what god told me to do today he said i want you to echo the sound of this truth i want you to apply this uh, principle that is connected to the power of god the lord of god of the lord god of israel is greater come on somebody than every idol i want you to understand that no matter how many idols are created around you and even the idols that we've created in ourselves and of ourselves I want you to understand that there may be idols standing there and we may have bowed to things of this culture but I want you to understand it doesn't matter God is still given grace and I want you to understand that he's given us the opportunity not to not not to live in what we have chosen in the past but somebody needs to understand that you have the power and the capacity to choose right here here and right now I wish I had somebody that would choose God just for about 30 seconds and let the whole sanctuary know that he is worthy of your praise that he's worthy of your breath somebody just lift your voice and declare I'm praising God to declare that as for me and my house and for the next generation I will serve the Lord I'm taking I'm taking lands back I'm taking territory back how am I doing that God is greater than every idol God is greater than every witch God is greater than the culture the kingdom is greater than the culture the kingdom has the power over agendas of man I want you to understand that the world is walking in pride they want to fly their colors high but as for me and my house I'm not just going to live on the natural realm of covenant some kind of wicked covenant that they're trying to call truth you can't live a covenant with a man when God has called you to reproduce I come to tell somebody it is between one man and one woman that the seed produces a fruit somebody right now understand that this is a matter of life and death for the next generation and it's time for the church to stand up you're going to serve somebody are we going to bow to the culture? Are we going to bow to the agenda? Are we going to bow to popular demand just because the commercial shows it and tries to normalize what's not normal? I come to tell you, a man, it's not normal for a man to marry a man. It's not normal for a woman to marry a woman. It's not even hard to figure out. There's nothing that can reproduce when you connect those two things. But I want you to understand that a man is to be bound to a wife. He's to leave his family because God said, in all that you do, be fruitful and multiply. His kingdom is an 
come. He's a God of multiplication. He's a God of increase. You got to serve somebody. I came to preach against all odds. Joshua made the statement because he understood where he had come from. Come on, when you understand what you came from, you don't have a problem with the promise. Come on, somebody. You don't have a problem, let me just say this, with the principles of the promise. Because you understand the love of God. You can endure the process when you understand the promise keeper. You can endure principalities when you understand. It's, it, God is doing something right now. And I came to uh, declare and decree that there is greater uh, inside of you. Come on, somebody. There's greater. There's kingdom inside of you that's greater than the historical curses around you. Come on. There's a kingdom inside of you that's greater than every curse, family curse over your life. There's a kingdom inside of you that's greater than the cultures that's trying to convince you. I'm here to tell you there's a greater and he's calling you into greater. I said there's a greater that's calling you into greater. I'm going to say it until you get it. There's a greater that's calling you into greater blessing. That's calling you into greater prosperity. Let me just say it and help you. There's a greater that's calling you into the greater plan and path for your life. But I want you to understand with all of the increase that God wants to release to you, there's also the responsibility to walk out what you've stepped into. You can walk in it when you understand that the same God that saved me is the same God that is bringing me through cultures, that is bringing me through persecution, that is bringing me through false accusation, that is bringing me through this season that I'm living in. He has got me from this place into the middle space. But I want you to understand it's not where you start. You can start on the right side, but are you going to remain? when the winds are blowing when the storm comes when the enemy's after your children when the enemy's after your ministry somebody say I'm going to stand when I've done all else to stand I'm going to stand when they're with me I'm going to stand when they're against me the cross is always before me the world is always behind me I come to tell you I'm running the race I keep the faith come on turn to your neighbor and say which God are you going to serve? Who are you going to serve? What are you going to give attention to? Are you going to give attention to the sounds of society? Or are you going to give attention to the sound of the kingdom? The sound of the truth. Truth is being elevated. And here's what the Lord says in Revelation 4. <laughs> There's a sound that's calling you up. There's a trumpet that's calling you higher and you can live in the lowlands of mediocrity if you want to but I'm coming up to the sound of your majesty I want to hear and in order for me to hear I got to get closer I got to let everybody know around me what I stand for come on what I believe in somebody give God praise if you're excited because we need to
to understand that he's given us the opportunity of expectation in the midst of evil all around us. He said, I want you to be a city that's set on a hill that cannot be hidden. If I told you that Jesus is right in the middle of this room, that the light of his glory is shining in this space, how would you act if Jesus walked into the room? The one who healed you when you were sick and laying in your sick bed, that you didn't even have breath in your body, but he came into the room and he breathed the ruach of God. And now you're a living form, not just in the natural, but your spirit man got up and you're walking it out. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to walk out what you stepped into. Slap your neighbor high five and say, walk it out. No, I came to preach. I came to exhort, I came to love, I came to teach, I, I came to share his love, his grace, and his mercy is everlasting to everlasting. And I came to glorify him as we do when we come. And as we get into worship, he has already done and has the power to do and the desire to do so many things inside of you and for you. But not only did the Lord say, declare my goodness, not only did the Lord say, declare and glorify me, he said, and then not only did he say, to, 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 to declare who he is and what he's done and what he can do but he said I want you to release our responsibility to walk it out walk it out walk it out when all the forces of evil are against you no one will be forced to believe in the face of fear <laughs> turn your neighbor and say you have a capacity to make a choice. God has given you the capacity to choose. I'm going to say it again. God has given you the power of choice. You're not going to be forced into this thing. You have to choose to get in. I can't force you to serve what you're not willing to step into. I cannot make you do anything. I'm just a visitor in your life. And you're the only one that can grant position, uh, permission for me to, to decree and declare truth over your life. And it's up to you to block out every lie. I'm not saying I'm full of truth. There's times that, I'm a, that I fail at what I'm trying to release. But I want you to understand, I'm just a visitor in your house. What you have to understand is I can't force you to do anything for your future. You have to choose to make your future better. You have to choose to walk out kingdom covenant. You have to choose. I have to choose. I have the capacity of choice. Turn to your neighbor and say you got to serve somebody. You have the choice, the responsibility of choice, the privilege of choice, the power of choice. What is the choice? Select. I have an opportunity and authority. Listen, he's given us authority to select. He's given me the power to take action. <laughs> he's given me the ability to make the decision. He's given me the ability, watch this, to make the distinction. The decision and the distinction. I got to serve somebody God has given free will but it's me that makes the decision I have to use that free will 
that he's given me. Isn't it amazing that he elevates the truth in our lives at the right season, at the right time? This platform has been elevated, but guess what? It's already been paid for. You know, the truth that's been elevated, elevated is free. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you the truth that ascended. Come on, ascension. The truth that's been elevated and already ascended. Then he said, I'm going to release to uh, some people a gift, a helper. And guess what? It's free. But I can't force it upon you. As much as I'd like to force your future upon you. Because if you could see it, my God. If you could see the plans that he has for you. If you could see the doors that he's getting. That he wants to uh, uh, give you the opportunity to walk in. But it can't be forced upon you. You have to be in the power of the choice to make the move. I have to choose to move on the things. Listen, Noah had the materials. But he had to move with the materials that he had. God's asking every one of you to build. You got the material. Here's your word. Here's your sign. Are you going to walk it out? What am I saying? Sometimes the media will sound convincing. I can't depend on somebody else to get me in the flow of God's anointing. I can't depend upon somebody else to get me into worship. I can't depend on Caleb, which is one of the greatest exhorters of our day. And he can convince you by his obedience, but I can't depend upon his praise to activate What would happen if I wasn't dependent upon somebody else to carry me into what God has already given me the opportunity? What would happen if the church full of people would come in with the expectation to give him glory? See, I changed that because we want the blessing. But what about the expectation that, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you? I expect to give him glory in his place with his brothers, with, with, with my brothers, with my... I'm going to come into the place with thanksgiving. I'm going to enter into his courts with praise. Why? Because he's my God. In his presence is the fullness of... You know why we walk in with our heads down and we get in our, here I go again, with our concern corners because we like to waller in the mess that we got ourselves in. We like to waller in the mess that oh, somebody's word is greater than his word over my life. Can you believe what they said about me? And we're not walking through uh, the courts with praise and we're not walking through the uh, entering into his house with thanksgiving. Why? Because we're too convinced with the wrong Sound. We're listening to the wrong voice. We're listening to the wrong truth. We're listening to a lie. And so a lie will always remove joy from your countenance. The joy of, why did he say the joy of your salvation? Because if I, and it's interesting when people see joy on, on the lives of others, right. here's what culture tells you. They're up to something. Yeah. 
Oh, they want something because I got a smile on my face. Because I got joy in my heart. I'm up to something. I, want, I don't need something from you. I got everything from him. The joy of your salvation is what your neighbor needs. How do I have the joy of salvation? I choose this day. Not, not yesterday. Mm, I choose today. Come on, somebody. Lift up, lift up some worship and say, I choose today to praise him. I choose today to worship him. I'm not going to allow media and culture to tell my children what is right. Come on, somebody. I choose the agenda of the anointed word of God rather than the agenda that the agenda that's full of pride, no matter the cost. Come on. I choose to serve the Lord who has been faithful, who has been true, who has given me lands that I didn't even plan in. Come on, who's giving me buildings that I didn't even have to pay for. I'm talking to somebody's future right now. I want you to understand it's there. You just got to cross on over into all that he has for you. You got to accept the responsibility to walk it out. You got to accept the responsibility and stop allowing the culture to tell you what is right and, 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 and telling you if it feels good to do it. The devil is a liar because sometimes the things that feels good is too wrong to be right right come on but the world wants you to tell you oh go ahead and snort that cocaine you can get out of your situation you go ahead and, and, and bring that prostitute in the room you can get a fix just for a minute but I come to tell you sometimes what feels good isn't right and some of us are captivated by things that gives us goosebumps and makes us feel good in the moment and we're full of emotionalism that we can't even move on the word of God matter of fact we, uh, we actually have sarcastic attitudes when scripture begins to be released. Why? Because you've not yet seen the truth prevail in your life. But I come to tell you there's only one reason. Because you're still on the wrong side. If you, The Bible says the only way that I can enter into his kingdom is that I must believe. Who do I believe in? I believe in the Joshua that came in the New Testament to save a people. I come to tell you it's time that the Joshua generation arise it's time that the Joshua generation stand up and speak up it's I'm telling you there's a Joshua generation that's hungry the waters are stirring there's a remnant that's rising and I want you to understand it's up to you and I which part are we going to be on which side are we going to be a part of and I will tell you when you cross on over in the truth you may have to stand all by yourself when you stand in truth you may look around and see no help when you stand in truth you may have critics and, and criticizers and, and, but oh but let me tell you God is greater than the critical God is greater than the critics I come to tell you that the closer Jesus got to the cross the more the people fell away but I want you to understand that you may be living in a world where it looks like all hope is lost for a generation but one generation had to die for the ones that would enter in to resurrect I come to tell you there's some children there is they're not this uh, this culture that's going to be marked out but God has raised them up to get in on everything that is doing now if you believe it take 30 seconds and praise the Lord
got to serve somebody. My breakthrough is not dependent upon the preaching. My breakthrough is dependent upon me moving. <laughs> Hearing the word. Let faith arise. And then you move into your breakthrough. I hear the Lord say, depend on me. Oh, here we go. Just so it'll stay and stick. Brother Matthew, I hear the Lord say, depend on me for the rest of 23. Everybody stand to your feet all over this place. Depend on me for the rest of 23. I want you to slap your neighbor right now and say, I'm the Joshua generation. Slap on my high five. Come on, I'm the Joshua generation. Come on, you're designed for destiny. I want you to see this. You're designed for destiny. Oh, I'm going to say it again. You're designed for destiny. You're designed to prosper. He, he has plans and purposes. He's given you a hope and a future. You're designed for destiny, but watch this. I'm designed for destiny, but I have, I have to choose. I'm designed for destiny, but I have to choose. I'm designed for destiny. I want this to ring, that you're designed for destiny, but I have to choose to discover that destiny. I have to choose to discover the steps that I must take for his destiny in my life. I can walk behind my daddy for so long, but then there becomes a time when I have to make the choice. There was a path laid for me, but where do I go when the footprints stop? Footprints of faith has been the portion of my life. But there came a time when the things I saw, I had to believe for myself. Footprints of faith. What do you do when the product of faith is not in your sight? You've seen it. But what I'm telling you is what you have been led by in the natural is gone. Understand, the same God that you saw the manifestation of that faith prevail over the forces of the enemy every time is the same God that when that footprint is gone, there's a Holy Spirit that is leading you inside you. There's a powerful force that will move you past doubts and fears of man. I'm not saying fear of man is not a real thing. It is very real. It's very, uh, there's something inside of us that feeds, let me just say this, that feeds off approval. See, none of y'all won't be real. 
Which side are you going to stand on when you don't feel the approval? Are you going to stand on the side of fearing men? What they think you sound like? What they think you look like? Or are you going to fear God and say, if I don't preach this truth, if I don't live for him, if I don't show my children another way, if I don't live out laying my life down for my wife, if I'm not staying committed to that covenant, somebody can guide the way, but it's up to me to walk it out. It's up to you. Are you hearing me? I hope you're hearing me. To walk it out. There's a few things that I want, and, and just, you know what, just lift your hands. There's such a presence right now. Just surrender for a moment. In your own way, I'm just releasing you to do that. You have the opportunity to surrender, to worship. Just worship him for a moment. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. Listen, you're in the hand of the potter. You're in the hand of the Lord. That's what I hear the Lord say. You're in my hand. No matter the cost, understand that you're in my hand. No matter the cost, just, just choose to remain. Just choose to stay with me. Just choose to be in my hand and under my hand. My, my faith, my family, my finances is, is in the hand. Matter of fact, I just feel like praying this right now. Just, just right now, just open your hands like this. And as you're opening your hand, he's releasing things right now. But he's releasing this prophetic decree that my faith, come on, I want you to do this in your heart. I'm doing it for me and my house. But as I release it, believe it. If you'll believe it for your house, God can act. He cannot operate by the word that we don't believe. He cannot operate by the word that we don't have faith in. But right now, if you have faith, he can, he can work with faith. He can work with your belief. So right now, we say, Lord, that we depend upon you. We're not going to have a dependency deficiency. Like the man on the mat waiting for somebody else to put me in the pool. I'm going to make the choice. I make the choice to take up my mat I make the choice to take it up and walk I make the choice come on come on I make the choice to be the Joshua generation I make the choice to say as for me and my house we are going to serve the Lord I make the choice to understand that my faith and my family and my finances and my future are in the hand of the one who gave me eternal life my hand is in the hand of the maker in him I shall never die the Bible says in John 10 28 that you shall never be snatched out of the mighty strong hand you cannot be moved if you will remain you cannot be moved if you choose to remain in him I will live come on in him I shall be moved in him I shall have my being believers choose to swim against the currents of the culture against the currents of the culture until Christ is all in all in your home, in our church house, in our community. We're not going to be divided in thought in this season. But I heard the Lord say, it's time to go deeper. <laughs> it's time to go deeper. It's time to walk out what he has brought us into. It's time. Come on, just begin to pray right now over the person beside you. We declare that we are in the hand of the master. I declare that the person that is beside me, these musicians and everybody in this room, I declare that our 
children are in the hand of the master. Come on. Your ministry is in the hand of the master. Your money is in the hand of the master. Your expectation is in the hand of the master according to Psalm 62 and 5. Some will always trust in chariots and some will trust in horses. But we together today as a Joshua generation, we choose to trust in the name that's above every other name. We choose to trust in the name that Abraham trusted in. We choose to trust in the God that Isaac and Jacob trusted in. We choose to trust in the one who is, who was, and who is to come. We choose to trust in the one who can do exceedingly abundantly above anything that we can think, ask, or imagine. And I hear the Lord say to men in this house that it's time for you to be a builder of your house. He says it's time to be a Noah. He said it's time to build one day at a time. It may be one choice at a time. It may be one act of obedience at a time. And your future is your destiny. I want you to know that your future and your destiny will be the harvest of what you choose and commit to do in this very moment, in this very decision. You have the capacity to choose. I know that you cannot always control what happens to you when the storms begin to blow and move. And sometimes the things that you've been committed to and the things that you've been building, all of a sudden the winds have come and blew away some of the things that you worked on. But I want you to understand that's why he said take it one day at a time. There may be some stuff that's messed up, but the, you're in the master's hand. You're in the master builder's plan. And if you're directed by the master builder, he will help you build. He will help you build. God is constant. God is established. He cannot be moved. You never have to worry about Him being faithful. You never have to worry about there being enough in Him. He is the supplier of all things. You never have to worry about God loving you. He is the God of love. He doesn't change. He doesn't change. But also understand the point of change and transformation right now is in my choosing every good and perfect gift comes from him there is no variation listen this word will never vary there's no variation or shadow of turning he is the constant light of revelation he is the constant light of revelation even as the natural lights, we said this the other day, even as the natural lights, they're always remaining. They're always constant in their giving light. They're always constantly burning. There's always a source of shining. But it is when the earth turns away from the sun that the darkness covers the earth. And, and we are in a place of decision in the hour that we're living in that will determine destiny and our children's destiny and our children's children's destiny got to serve somebody light or darkness fear of God fear of man and here's what I came to do I ask you today to understand that God has given you the opportunity you know Joshua chose God even when he chose to be under Moses because when you choose to be led by God, you choose the position of humility. Why do you say that? Because Jesus left heaven 
to come to a humble, lowly place. Why? True leaders know how to get low. They know how to be led by God's Word. And that's why Joshua was assigned. Because when others were, were worshiping an idol, Joshua turned away from worldly worship because he understood his assignment. Come on, somebody. He didn't bow into the agenda of the crowd and what they were creating and what they were doing and what they were worshiping. He said, no. He said, for me and my house. That's what he's saying. When they're building the cab and, they're, and it's so gold and it's shiny and it looks wonderful, Joshua says, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Here's what I'm going to ask you right now. And I want to pray a prayer over you. This day, who are you going to serve? Who are we going to serve this day? Now again, it's not what we release that is effective. I'm talking about ministers. It's what is received and then believed that activates the promise of God in your life. So what am I saying? I choose you to make the move on what God has released unto you. Not just how good God's been. Not just how good God is, what He's going to do or what He's about to do, but the responsibility to walk it out. Come on, somebody. Because He wants to do good things, but He also wants you to walk it out. So the first step is the acknowledgement of what's been released. So I'm asking you for your house, for your family, because Joshua was not just the representation of himself. Come on, somebody. How many knows there's a family that's watching you? There's a family that's going to be led by you. There's a family that's watching your example. There's, I want you to know there's children that are watching you. So will you drop pride enough to make the move as a corporate expression and say, as the acknowledgement of these children that we've given unto the Lord, as for me and my house, and as for restoring hope, and everybody that's connected, I want you to, by moving to this altar, just as we started, isn't it interesting that he's the Alpha and the Omega, and he finishes a thing before he starts a thing, and here we are at this stage one more time to declare that as for me and my house, I declare that I'm the Joshua generation. I will stand in the midst of failures. I will stand in the midst of fears. I, I will stand in the midst of a culture that is being uh, led by chaos and confusion and led by the wrong sound. But here's what I want you to do. When you come, I'm looking for you to intercede. Come on. We're giving God this time of intercession that we step into. We're going to walk it out. Who are you going to serve? Because you're going to serve somebody. And as you're walking out, you're saying, I choose to serve Him. I choose to stand. I choose to remain. Now, here's what I want you to do. Not look to me. I want I want you to right now focus on him. I want you to elevate your eyes to him. Close your eyes, concentrate, and I want you to begin to pray right now that I'm going to be able to have uh, the unction and the anointing. God's going to grant me a fresh oil. God's going to grant me a fresh ability. God's going to give me a fresh anointing to be able to
to walk out what I just stepped into, that exceeding abundant above everything that I could think, ask, or imagine. I want you to see yourself going deeper. I want you to see yourself that you didn't even hesitate. Hallelujah. You didn't even hesitate to step out and say, as for my family, I'm going to fight for my family. I want you to see yourself winning the battles that you've been facing because you chose to move. Come on. I need to hear some intercessors right now. Just begin to pray. Just begin to fix your eyes. Just begin to get clarity. Begin to be uh, calm in the spirit. But understand he's taking you deeper. He's taking you into deeper realms. You made a solemn decision. You've made an openly you made the decision. Earnestly you made the decision. And earnestly you're going to carry it out. And the others agreed what Joshua said. What he said. He made the declaration that they should pattern their life after. And the Bible says that they said that we will not forsake the Lord who's brought us out of Egypt and out of bondage. We will also serve the Lord. He is our God. Here's what I want you to do. Just say you are my God. Come on. My situation is not my God. My circumstance is not my God. My financial situation is not my God. The sickness in my body, I'm not going to magnify it. This is coming back to what Pastor Amanda said. What you magnify will begin to manifest. I want you to throw your hands up and surrender to the Almighty God, to the Lord, to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Come on, just accept the gift of God. Just accept the gift that is greater. It's greater than the circumstance. It's greater than the fear. It's greater than the doubt. It's greater than the despondency. It's greater than the depression. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruits of his mouth. Come on, declare the truth out of your mouth. It's not the word that's over you. It's the word that's coming out of you right now. That out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Out of your belly you will be satisfied with the fruit of your mouth. According to Proverbs 18 and 20, death and life are in the power of this moment. Just begin to release. Come on, release. Release. I release peace over you. Shadabahasai. I release peace over you.